Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to the Tuesday Night Flight. Presented by the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Got the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to ever be sour. Delante. What's good? What's good? What up, brother KG? What's happening? And of course, as the man just said, you got me, the big guy KG. And we are your pilots of destiny for tonight. So, first off, how you feeling, brother? Everything good? Feeling good, man. Football is back. Feeling yes, indeed. Good. How about yes, you, man? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Of of course, you know, football's back, but it's not football in D.C. without drama. And that's what we got. We got drama. So, <sighs> man, I I, I kind of sort of went off last night and uh, got a quite a few phone calls and texts about the whole Trent Williams deal. I'm not going to get into it tonight. But, uh, yeah, I'm still P.O.'d about it. So, Hey. Okay. Tough. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I, it's it's hard to get out because fan favorite, somebody that I actually like. So, uh, it's cool though. It's all right. It's all right. But that was Redskins' perspective from Monday night. This is the Tuesday night flight. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Big news of the day that broke. Big news. C.J. McCollum just got a three-year extension, $100 million. Uh, that's going to bump his current deal up to five years, $157 million. And he will become a free agent sum of 2021 without the extension that would be. Uh, good move or bad move? Uh, good move. Um, he definitely showed improved in the playoffs. Um Got Portland, you know, pretty far. So I would definitely say um, definitely a good move. And, you know, as we noticed, um, Lillard uh, received his extension as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for both of the brothers. Well-deserved, man. Well-deserved. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, let me see. Um, Let me make sure I got my stats right. This is 2018. We just – yeah, we just did 2018. 70 games. Played uh, 33 minutes, 21 points, 45% from the field, 37 from behind, three point, four rebounds, three assists. It, I, I can't say that that's bad. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's definitely. Uh, it, <clears throat> again, definitely well deserved, man. You know, CJ. Now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Right, now, nah, CJ, he he showed a free, and he's and he's always been off or like under a lot of folks' radars because you know he's not like a household name, but you know, real you know sports fans, you know, real NBA fans that that would know that CJ he does his thing on the court, so he he, he deserves uh he deserved that deal. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. A lot of people are like, well, no, nah, they should have let him just walk. Why would you let half of your backcourt, half of your one-two punch walk? Come on now. that that People say some of the 
strangest things. Right. So now, now this wasn't on a schedule, but it popped into my mind reading CJ's stats. Bradley Bill is due for an extension. And his would be three years, one hundred and eleven million. Now, Brad Bill, thirty-six minutes. He played eighty-two, all eighty-two games last season. Last two years, he's played all eighty-two games. So that's a good thing because remember he had durability issues. Oh, yeah. Uh, thirty-six minutes. 25 points, 47.5% from field goal range, 35% from three-point land, five rebounds, five and a half assists, a half, a, a steal and a half, and 0.7 blocks. Read no stats off. We talked about this last week. Uh, read no stats off. I truly believe, and I'm saying this going back on what I said last week, I believe. I think it was last Tuesday, maybe even the, the Thursday before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I said Bradley Bill didn't, you know, I would that would be wasted money. Right. I take that back. Looking at these stats because he's consistent, and Bradley Bill getting this, I, yeah, build around Bradley Bill. I, I take that back, and I could be wrong because I'm human. But yeah, give Bradley Bill the same deal, but take that. Don't let that deal take away from you filling out the roster with talented players, not just. Spare parts, but you need talent to put around him. Oh, I, I totally agree. Because what they have going on right now, even when or if John Wall comes back, that's not going to get it done. Not in today's Eastern Conference. No way. Well, speaking of the Blazers, and we're going to switch it around a little bit here. Speaking of the Blazers, Dame Dollar said that Carmelo Anthony should have a farewell tour. Now, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying if you gave him a farewell tour, uh, I think it's too early for a farewell tour because I still think Melo has three, possibly even four productive years left in him if he's focused. But where would he go for the farewell tour? Uh, I, I was, you know, I was looking at a, a few teams that can use him. Um, Miami, run them off, man, run them off. Miami's one, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I guess the the new norm now is is the the two star teams, like the super team thing. That's like kind of played out now. So it's like you know, get you two max like like type players or whatever, and then you know, just fill out your roster. Miami, all they have is Jimmy uh, Butler. D Wade's gone. I think he should. Uh, I think D Wade, and he, he's also been an advocate as well that um, Melo, you know, deserves to be, not only be back in the league, but to have you know his old farewell tour because this dude, he's you know top twenty one, the best scores in, in the history of the game. Um, what he need to do probably is is uh, lobby to Pat Riley, um, lobby to Coach Spo. And be like, look, this guy, you know, whatever role he's willing to accept, you know, he'll he'll accept it. I think he'll be a great fit for the team. Um, Miami's definitely one. Um, I got another one, the Wizards. Uh, yeah, you know, him and Bill together. Um, it, it's not gonna get you fifty wins. I'm not sure it'll give you forty. It, well, it might, eh, but you know, hey, at least you know, what I'm saying you can, um, <clears throat> you have a chance. With two, you know what I'm saying, like marksmen of a shooters. 
Um, another team I think that can use them. Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and say uh, Sacramento. They got a, they got a nice youth movement there with um with Fox and Buddy Hill and uh, what's the kid uh, Bagley, but get a veteran presence there. Um, you know, uh, Mello. You know, I think I think Mello, Mello could potentially fit. He, you know, he can come off the bench in Sacramento. Um, uh, one more team, Golden State. You know, they 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 have a knack for you know they they took a a, sh- a chance on um Boogie Cousins. Why not take a chance on Carmelo? You know that that's another shooter. Clay's gonna be out till February or March. Um, you know, the you know um D'Angelo, you know, uh, you know, see what what Russell will do, but um Steph's gonna need some help. Let's let's keep it a buck. Carmelo, you know, he he can uh, be that veteran presence that can help. So those are teams. Well, I'm gonna say this. I, I always say, you know, I lobby to the Knicks to sign us, but uh Carmelo Anthony, if you're listening, you need a new agent. Delonte's your new agent. Yes, I mean, bro, you just shopped him around and those are ideal situations because in each situation, he doesn't have to carry the scoring low. He doesn't have to carry the entire team. He doesn't have to carry the franchise. So that that's a pretty good deal right there, man. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm listening. Go ahead. No, I mean, that's just pretty good. That's good work there. Every place you you named, uh, Sacramento though man him out there with Sacramento just him on the west coast Sacramento or Golden State I think would be a great fit but you putting him in Miami him and Jimmy Butler and you know but I think that might make Carmelo get back turn back into that killer that we seen in the Western Conference final goes head to head with Kobe right. when he was in Denver if he can turn back into that for a season Hey, it won't be no farewell tour, man. But only time will tell, and we always say it, how dedicated is he to his craft? I agree. Moving on to our next NBA topic. Now, Skip and Shannon were talking about this on Undisputed, and Shannon, who's a for lack of a better term, LeBron stand, but I, I stand right there beside him because I, I, I'm a big LeBron fan. I am a huge LeBron fan. Uh, I may not call him the GOAT, but I'm still a LeBron fan because of what he does on and off the court. Mm-hmm. But this particular case, Shannon has said that uh, he doesn't uh, agree with what LeBron's doing, and if you haven't seen it yet, uh, he was talking about LeBron going through the layup line at, at, at Bronny's, that's LeBron Jr., at his uh, one of his games, he was going through the layup line with the kids and putting on a dunk show. And Shannon made a, a, a beautiful point that this is his son's time to shine. You know, everybody, you're LeBron James. You got 50 million Instagram followers, 40 million Twitter followers. Okay, fine. You know, you got your time, but this is your son's time. And he compared it to if LeVar Ball did that 
for one of LaMelo's game, everybody would lose their mind. But because LeBron James is okay. Now, as parents, as fathers of boys, what are your thoughts on this? Um, personally, I don't. I think you know, for for um, insurance and injury uh, reasons, yeah, he might want to chill on, on the Duncan. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 looking at it from two sides. Like, yeah, I I do agree. Yeah, let let your sun shine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your son's time or whatever. But on the other hand, like. I understand you're enthusiastic, you know what I'm saying, enthusiastic, you know, to be out there and then, you know, <clears throat> you you know what I'm saying, you are who you are and they see you bouncing, the, you know, the crowd see you bouncing, bouncing the basketball, so of course they go, they want to see like some sort of entertainment, so it's a summertime, you give them like a little sneak, sneak peek, so, you know, you, you throw a couple uh, dunks down, pretty decent dunks, um, I actually saw the video. Um, but I, I, I would think, you know, just, you know, just be a spectator, you know what I'm saying? Uh, moving forward, kind of chill on the dunks, man. Cause hey, anything could happen. I agree, but I also agree with what Skip said and it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of. You feel it on the other side of the coin, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want them to chill because insurance purposes. But think about the experience that those kids are getting. And they can say, well, when I was in eighth grade playing AAU, I played with Bronny James. You know, that's my good friend. But LeBron James and our, his dad was in our layup line. And when we won the championship, his dad was there cheering us all on. He wasn't just cheering Bronny on. He was cheering all of us on and he gave us all advice. He coached all of us to be better, not only as players, but as men. And he gave, he set a great example for us because he didn't just talk to his son. He talked to all of us. So, I mean, I see it from that angle. I see it from your angle. I mean, but me personally, I just, I don't like it that cameras follow these kids, whether it's Bronny, whether it's Scottie Pippen Jr., uh, who else? Um, it was Scottie Pippen Jr., Bronny, and somebody else's kid, all supposed to be hooking up out in California. Hmm. Uh, Dwayne they, Wade's they, kid. It was okay. D Wade's son, and they all and D Wade's son. Not only is he talking, does D Wade's son talk to him? Of course, that's dad. But also, he talks to Uncle LeBron and Uncle James Harden. And Uncle Chris Paul. So he, you know, he's talking. These guys, these kids have a lot of influence from pro ball players, which is great. But the constant cameras in their face and every move that they make, uh, they put on Sports Center, not Sports Center, it was something on Instagram about Bronny missing a dunk. He missed a dunk. It shouldn't be a camera in his face because he missed a dunk. Yeah, I know. I just think it's too much overexposure for these kids. So uh, if, it, if it would take a little bit off of LeBron, I mean, uh, take a little bit of spotlight off of Bronny, mm-hmm. I agree. That's what I'm more, uh, I'm more concerned. So, 
I mean, that's just my thought, but. I, oh, man. Uh, it's, yeah, how you feeling? Again, for me, I think ahead, my, my, my main concern is, is just that, you know, the, the injury thing, you know. I can I can agree with you because that's that's a big thing, that's a huge thing. Because now if he gets injured, I don't no. think insurance covers that. Nope. And then so, you know uh, the the Lakers up, you know that that front office they're gonna be pissed. Yeah. They're gonna be pissed. Yep. And they they can't recoup that money because of that because it's not right. covered by the insurance. Uh, now I'm, I'm gonna ask your opinion. How you feeling? You want to go all gas, no breaks, and now you uh, want to take a break? We can take a quick break. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, come right back, and we're gonna jump into some NFL. Sure. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Right back in this thing like we never left. Man, it's about that time of year. Uh, you know, when the Hall of Fame game comes around, that means that Saturday after is the Hall of Fame induction. So we got Hall of Fame game Thursday, Hall of Fame induction on Saturday. And I know for a fact, and I'm glad, Delonte, I'm glad you're here with me. Mm-hmm. You are ready to thump your chest come Saturday, because I know I am, uh, because not only do you have Champ Bailey, former Bronco and Redskin, you have Pat Bowling, owner, longtime owner of the Denver Broncos going in. Yes, sir. Also, you have Gil Brandt, longtime brain trust of the Cowboys put together those Cowboys teams of the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s. He didn't leave his post, I believe, until Jerry Jones took over. If I'm not mistaken, I'll make sure I got that right. Yeah. But uh, long overdue, long deserved for Gil Brandt, who I follow on uh, Twitter, uh, he left in 88. Yeah, that was when the year that uh, he took over. Yeah, uh, yeah. As an executive, 1960 to 1988. So he, a lot of great teams that he put together. Uh, Arguably, arguably, the greatest tight end of all time, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, I can can agree with that. Uh, Ty Law is going in. Uh, One of the best DBs to play the game. Uh, Longtime Patriot. I uh, think he, he played for the Jets too, didn't he? Let me make sure. Of course, I uh, he, he former Bronco Dad. Y'all got everybody going in this year, huh? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we we ain't playing around, man. <laughs> you got longtime Jet Center Kevin Mawai, and also uh, was the head of um, the Players Union, and right now he's uh, the offensive analyst of Arizona State. Oh, wow. This one right here is first ballot, and everybody knew when his career was over, Mm -hmm. he was going to go in. So there's 
no, no doubt that this is pretty much probably your headliner. And that's one, Ed Reed. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I would have loved for Champ to be the headliner, but I'm not even mad that it's Ed Reed, man. I got a lot of respect for Ed Reed. You know, every, whenever he made interceptions, he was always looking to score. Um, you know, gritty player. You know, he, he, he set the standard for being NFL safety. So, man, props to Ed Reed, man. Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, I was I think Professor Lucky asked me why didn't him and uh, Palomalu go in together. I said Palomalu got to wait another year. You know, Palomalu retired the year after, so Palomalu will be the headliner next year. Right. Another dangerous safety that was a ball hawk, and pretty much if he got the ball in his hands, uh, go ahead and expect him to score. So uh, that's one that I'm very, very, very happy to see happen. Um, the only thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Ed Reed's career is that he wasn't able to finish as a Baltimore Raven. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he went to what, Houston? Yeah, went to Houston and then went to the Jets. Yeah, it was just it was a dumpster fire from that point. I was like, damn. Yeah. That's how you do a legend? Yeah, and matter of fact, he got released by the Jets uh, November of the 2013 season. And then he was, I'm sorry, he got released by Houston then and then picked up by the Jets the next, uh, two days later after clearing waivers. Yeah. So I'm just, that's the only thing because I think he should still should have been able to come back. And even though, even with the injuries that he sustained, he still still should have been able to come back to the Ravens and retire as a Raven. So, but he has, he holds two records. 1,590 yard interception return yards for a career. That's an NFL record. Mm-hmm. The longest interception return in NFL history, 107 yards. That's the record. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of those ones that we kind of knew was going to happen. In the middle of his career, we knew he was a Hall of Famer. That's That was one that we couldn't miss on. And last but not least, Johnny Robinson. So – all these youngsters don't know about Johnny Robinson. He played for the Dallas Texans slash Kansas City Chiefs of the AFL. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, the Dallas Texans, there was a team in Dallas before the Cowboys, long before the Cowboys. When they were in the AFL, they moved to Kansas City and became the Chiefs. Right. That's where the name Texans came from. Okay. Uh, 57 interceptions over his career. Uh, Super Bowl champion from Super Bowl four, and he's the ninth member of that Super Bowl team, including Coach Hank Stram, one of the greatest coaches to ever walk the sidelines, to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So, long overdue and much love to all the inductees for Saturday. I'm just I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to to just hear the speeches and see all the guys you know, that's already in, come on out and just get together. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a great, a great class. I think it's going to be a great event. I'm definitely looking forward to watching it, especially, 
you know, I might sound biased for uh, Pat and Champ. <laughs> you, you know something? And I'm going to say this, and I'm being absolutely honest. Put it down now. Next year, we need to be there. Yeah, definitely. Because it don't cost much to sit in no. the stands. Right. It's just the point. And getting there, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I, oh, yeah. I, hotels will be the problem, but this is why we got to have a Winnebago. You know, Winnebago's in the shop right now. We get a Winnebago, we straight. We ain't right. got to worry about no hotel. Right. And the thing about this, when we upgrade and we go global, see, we we, we just East Coast right now. Mm-hmm. We go national, then global. We won't have to do the Winnebago. We'll have something like a Madden Cruiser. Yeah. That that's the goal. That's what we're trying to get. So, uh, next topic for NFL. Gee, me Christmas. Oh my God. Whew. Ezekiel Elliott is holding out of camp for a new contract. Uh, it's been said that Jerry Jones said you don't need a rushing leader to win a championship. Mm. Not sure what uh. Good old Mr. Jones is thinking about, but uh, yeah. Now, my question to you, good sir, you're the GM. Ezekiel Elliott has this year, and he has a opt-out in 2020, which is next season. Mm-hmm. He can opt-out. Uh, it's a fifth-year option, or I think that's a team option, I believe. So... uh. Are you going to re- you know you going to sit sit him down and give him a new contract or are you going to just you know, play out? I'll just I'll let the situation play out. Um I I think Zeke Zeke his off the field antics have you know are like just not only I would say concerning but I'm just going to flat out say it's a red flag. Um you know and it seems like every offseason since he's been in the league and or even before he got drafted, there's always something, man. And then and you expect this team to like, you know, back the uh Brinks truck up and you know what I'm saying, you know, write that check. But yet you can't even conduct yourself like like a professional during the um offseason. Like, come on, man. You know, I I think yeah, they need to if you know, let it play out this season. Um He's not gonna pull a Le'Veon Bell. Like, I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll see that again. If if we do, I'll be shocked. Um, but he's not gonna pull a Le'Veon Bell. This is, you know, this is definitely a strategy. But you know, I think he need to play out this season, and then they can look into maybe, uh, you know, what I'm saying maybe uh, you know a new contract. Now digging a little deeper, the Cowboys picked up his option. His fifth year, that was a team option. Mm-hmm. They picked up his fifth year option back in April. Okay. Right. I, and his fifth year, his wait, what did I lose? I lost my page. Oh, base salary. This year, he's gonna make three million eight hundred fifty-three thousand one hundred thirty-seven dollars. That's his base. Mm-hmm. But he gets four million in bonus money this year. Now next year, he'll make nine million. Flat. No bonus money, just nine million. Okay. All right. 
And the contract he signed, was his, which was his rookie deal, it was four years, $24 million, $24,956,341, mm-hmm. with $16 million, $16 million in signing bonus money. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, he wants a new contract. If I'm the GM, I'm take the same role you just took. If I'm the GM for he came in the league in 2016, so you got 16, 17, 18, and he ran, he's ran for in three years, mm-hmm. 4,048 yards. Now he's missed games due to injury and suspension, right. but he still ran for 4,000 yards so far in three years, 28 touchdowns. And then he's caught 135 passes or almost 1200, 11.99, and six receiving touchdowns. You think I'm not gonna back the Brinks truck up? Yeah, yeah. Now wait, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm a Redskin fan. I hate the Cowboys, but this is smart business. I'm taking myself out of the Redskin fandom and putting myself in the executive seat. Now looking at these stats, and we say this all the time during the football season. What's the key to a Cowboys victory? Zeke got to touch the ball 25 to 30 times, right? Yep. That's flat. That's it. But they're so hung up on Dak. Dak's good. Yeah. But Dak is not as good as they're trying to portray him to be. Is he is is Dak worth 30 million a year? I would say yeah. Like in, um I think I think it said his completion rate is like 67%. Career-wise? Yeah. You know, hmm. like granted, it's a good number of his passes are, are kind of dink and dunkish. But uh yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he has been a proven winner with Baltimore campaign. Yeah. Um, because everybody fig everybody figured him out. That's all. Yeah, that's it. That that second year, they were like, Okay, all right, he's gonna do this. But he came back with a vengeance um this past season. And then that first season they they tore it up. So yeah, he's right. definitely worth thirty minutes. Let's see. Let me, let me let me stop real quick. Dak thirty million. Dak thirty million a year. Uh, let's take let's bring it down some. I would say, I would say maybe twenty million. I don't know about thirty million. He's okay. definitely wor- worthy of a of a big contract. Damn, 30, damn! I really said thirty million. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah, really did. Yeah, sorry about that, uh, junkie <laughs> listener. Uh, we, we, we're going to subtract ten from that and, and just bring it down to twenty million. Uh, I don't know. Might be something this juice that I, I'm, I'm not aware of. So uh, twenty million. That. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I, I, look, I had to look at you funny. Um, yeah. but now if you give him twenty, you're putting him pretty much in the same space with Kirk Cousins. Right. Got uh three years eighty four million from the Vikings last off season. Mm-hmm. And uh, all guaranteed. Right. All guaranteed. So and really and truly his bonus is only one million. This is Kirk Cousins. So you're putting and a lot of people say Kirk doesn't deserve that type of money. I don't think to be quite honest, the numbers that Dak put up in 2016, and I'm, I'm going to pull up comparative stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers that Dak put up in 2016, mm-hmm. they went 13-3. and three. He played all 16 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
60, and that his completion percentage is off the charts. You don't see many quarterbacks this close to 70% for a full season. Okay. So right. that that's absolutely awesome. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Uh 3,667 yards, eight yards a a pass, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. So he's smart with the ball. He's very smart. 104.9 QB rating. Uh didn't run the ball very much, only 282 yards in 20. This is 2016 stats. Mm-hmm. It, like you said, sophomore campaign, everybody had him figured out. Nobody really knew much about him. Same way with RG3 in 2012, Colin Kaepernick in 2012. But, you know, once you figure these guys out, you could stop them a little bit, but they still could, you know, kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, That sophomore year, he dipped down to 62%. They were 9-7, and seven, no playoffs. Uh, 3,324 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, ran the ball a little bit more, 357 yards. So, and then last year, tennis big playoff year, tore it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3,885 yards. Right. 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I just don't. But the thing is, I don't. I don't want to give him 30 million. Because I don't feel he is a thirty million dollar a year player. That's a lot of money, man. For, for yeah, it is for that, and he hasn't even made a a conference championship game. Like you know what? Like only Super Bowl winning quarterbacks make that type of money. Russell Wilson, uh, with, with Flacco, but Flacco's was like twenty million a, a season. Um, oh, yeah. A Rod, and then Brady. You know he he. You know a lot of people hate him, but he's such a gracious dude. He's always taking a a, a discount, so other yeah. players can get paid. But yeah, you know, oh, it Drew Brees. But um, oh, and I guess I could throw Eli in there as well. But yeah, Dak thirty million. Nah, again, you know, I, I apologize. I was, you know, must have been something. You know. Somebody might ask me to drop something in, in this head juice, but uh, yeah, you know, Dak, uh, same uh, 20 million today's numbers, uh, 20 million. Okay, now I'm gonna throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> we talked about Kirk Cousins. Now, let's compare Dak to Kirk Cousins because he would well, be in that same era. I mean, I'm sorry, same space contract mm-hmm. wise, right? Now, we're gonna go 2016, 2017. Uh, well, no, we're gonna let's go. Kirk first three years as a starter. Mm. Uh, 2015, mm-hmm. which the, it was a playoff year for the Redskins. They won a division. Mm-hmm. Uh, 69% completion rate. Mm-hmm. 4,166 yards. 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. A 101.6 passer rate. Uh, 2016, six to, he started all 16 games, very durable. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't a playoff year for the Redskins. 67% completed. 4,917 yards. 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 97.2 QB rating. 2017, last season in Washington, 16 games. 4,093 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 93.9 QB rating. 
but you're telling me people would say that now granted here I wasn't trying to give Kirk 20 million a year I would I would have gave him 17 18 but I couldn't give him 20 because if I gave him 20 what am I have for the rest of the guys that I need to put around you those three years that I just rattled off Kirk Cousins did it with I'll say average to above average talent around him yeah, they won the division in 2015, but the team was in flux because uh, Shanahan was gone, Jay Gruden was here, but they didn't have an identity. And a lot of guys from the Shanahan regime were still here. Right. But Jay Gruden didn't want them. So I just <laughs> I, I'm 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 I just I can't see Kirk Cousins getting thirty million. I couldn't even see him getting twenty five, but he got it. I can't see Dak Prescott getting this because Dak Prescott is not going to be the one that leads you to the Super Bowl. You have to have Ezekiel Elliott, which brings us back to our original point and topic. Ezekiel Elliott has to be in that backfield for Dak to be successful. Mm-hmm. And if you notice when Dak's successful. It's because Ezekiel Elliott is running the ball effectively. He's, right. he's eating up yards. They feed him, he eats up the yards. So you can't have peanut butter without the jelly. And that's what they are. That's what I'm going to start calling them too, peanut butter and jelly, because you can't have one without the other. Like I always say, if you disagree, you know where the reach is set. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely know where the reach is at. Because remember the six games that Zeke was out. The Cowboys looked lost. They had no running game, no six games. Mm-hmm. None. Because they had to, they didn't have running back. That's another thing that the Cowboys had to do. They have to put a back behind Ezekiel Elliott. So if God forbid he goes down, he goes out, you got somebody to fill in. That's going to be just as effective. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they signed Alfred Morris yesterday. But now Alfred Morris can be a home run hitter. But I'm not going to. And he's a, a, a he's a tank. He, he that's my man. But I don't see him. I, I see Ezekiel Elliott as more of a talent than Alfred Morris. Mm-hmm. But if Ezekiel Elliott goes down. And Alfred Morris did have a, a, a few good games while he was out. And one of them was against the Redskins. I think he was just motivated that game. But just like I said about Trent Williams last night, Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys staff, you need Ezekiel Elliott. If you want to get back to glory, you need Ezekiel Elliott. You need him to be in that backfield, to take the pressure off of that. And get you to the promised land. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, last but not least, the Hall of Fame game, as we said, 2019 is Thursday. And what do we got? August 1st, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons versus your Denver Broncos. Yes, sir. Uh, well, the the dirty well, 
from what I'm hearing or what I've been reading, both teams will likely feature their third stringers. Um, a, a few starters might play from both teams. Um, I, well, actually, I can speak for Denver. Um, a few starters. When I mean a few, I mean like the kicker, the punter, and probably a, a lineman or, you know, somebody that they might have their eye on because, you know, every training camp, you know, preseason is always a veteran that gets cut from, you know, every team. So they probably just want to take a, a, a last look, per se, at, you know, some particular players. But um, I look forward to it, definitely. Of course, you know, football is back. But um, we get to see, um, you know, a lot of the first and second year players. Um, Drew Locke, I believe Drew Locke will be taking probably most of the reps this game. Him and uh, Kevin Hogan for Denver. Uh, I look forward to seeing what Drew Locke can do. Um, I watched his highlight reel when he was at Missouri, and uh, he's pretty decent. Uh, he has some mechanics he need to work on, but um, you know um, they have a, a you know good coaching staff in place to make that happen. So he'll make the improvements, and plus you know he'll he'll put the pressure on on Flacco. Um, you know, it's just, hey, the fact that that. NFL football is back. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's exciting enough. You know. The excitement in your voice says it all. Yes, sir. Definitely. Now, we talked about a few minutes ago that we need to be there next year. Not only do we need to be there for the enshrinement, we need to be there for the Hall of Fame game. Oh, okay? definitely. Now, I'm looking at the seating chart for uh, the stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? This... This game is sponsored by Johnson Controls, which is one of the vendors that I deal with at my eight to six now. Mm-hmm. And I should call someone and be like, hey, hook me up. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to put in a few phone calls, see what we can do next year. But for a good ticket now, you know, we normally sit. We normally sit between the 40 and the 50. And if we sit at the top, as long as we get the 40 or 50, we always have good seats. Right. $89. Oh, wow. Really? $89. I'm looking at the seat and chart, and the end zones are 69 Either end zone is 69 Uh The club level is 199 mm-hmm. and that's all the way at the top, right underneath the press box. But now you – and then the, the seats beside the club level are 99 and then everything in front of that is 89 and that's everything in front that goes down towards the field. Mm-hmm. It's eighty nine dollars. The corners are seventy nine. Man, it's no excuse. All we got to do is find out where we staying at. Oh, definitely, I agree. Man, now I'm excited now. So you know what? We got to put that on the calendar and uh, start working towards that because we got a ton of things we need to work forward, work towards this football season. We got to get together and figure out what game we're going to go to. Right. I know. BJ wants to go to Buffalo in uh, December. And this, this December? It's December. Oh, hey, hey. Yeah, we can do that. But now this is the thing. He don't want to drive. Because I was like, man, come on. We, we can drive. Did we take turns driving? He said, no, no, no. This one of the ones you can't drive. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, n- no driving. Uh, and he wants to go up Friday morning. Friday morning, 
Friday afternoon. Well, no, I'm not going to say Friday afternoon. He wants to go up Friday. He wants to get in Friday. Mm-hmm. And if we get in Friday, he wants to stay until about Monday. Yeah, so, make, yeah make a weekend. Make a yeah. trip out of it. Because when he brought it up, I was thinking, okay, we're going to go up Sunday morning, see the game, and come on back Sunday night. He was like, nah, whole weekend. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on board. Uh We'll have to talk off air because I think we looked on StubHub. It's the Redskins game, December 9th. Okay. So, uh, we, you know, we'll do ticket prices, but you know for a fact, getting there ain't going to be the problem. The most money we'll probably spend. Hotel. That's it. Yep. That's it. We so, got breaking news. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, apparently, um, and, and this is involving um, Mr. Halter Top himself, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, it says here, lawsuit accuses Cowboys and the local police of covering up Ezekiel Elliott car crash on January 11th, 2017, so that he wouldn't miss the playoff game against the Packers four days later. Ooh. Ooh. So it, now, now uh, an investigation has opened up. Mm-mm. If you don't smell that, smell the suspension coming. Smells yeah. Yep. This is breaking news within the last 45 minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And here I am. I'm lobbying to get you this money. <laughs> this is what you do. Yep. If I said, it's like, it's, it's always something. Hell of a football player. Hell of a top five running back, if you ask me. I might even like step in in uh in deep waters and say top three running back in a league, but the 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 antics, the antics, man, you know, like it, it comes to a point where like these these general managers and these team presidents and these owners, they be like, he produces on the field, but do we really want to deal with the antics and like the press conferences and, and, and the circus and this, that, and the third? So. You know, something. Yeah. Man. So, I guess uh, I guess we'll wait until Friday. That way we can talk about the Hall of Fame game and that way you can enjoy it because uh, the time that we start recording. Uh, so, we'll come back Friday instead of a Thursday night throwdown. Mm-hmm. We'll come back with a Friday night throwdown. So, right. Okay. That way. That way, Delonte, you can enjoy it. You can evaluate talent. And, of course, you, you bring all your game notes. And, man, you take it to the max and lay out everything that you see. Oh, oh, you already know. No stone, no stone will be unturned. So, oh, man, then we'll unpack the Hall of Fame game. We'll see what else develops out of this Ezekiel Elliott investigation and the contract situation. Uh Anything that comes up, we'll come back Friday and really dig into it. So, before we get out of here, Delonte, any parting words? Uh, no, nah, man. You know, looking forward to Thursday night's game. Um, everybody tune in. It's going to be on national TV, NBC, I believe. Um, so, you know, and then just everybody, you know, just be safe out there. Um, no matter where you at, be safe. And, you know, just... Checking on your loved ones. Yes, indeed. Couldn't have said it no better myself. So, 
for Delonte, Jim, BJ, all three of those guys on special assignment. For Delonte and myself, we are the sideline junkies, and we are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.